Time now for sports on 104.7 The Cave. Here's Ned Reynolds. Mike, the intern, Ned Reynolds in the studio on a Monday morning talking about food, but we're here to talk about sports. And yesterday, the women's national title game was a doozy, to say the least, if you're an LSU fan. It was all LSU. They were the best team on the court, won it 102 to 85 with some lights out shooting. My gosh, they shot 54% for the game and 11 trays. This team was really on. And they're not usually that good and that high scoring a team, but they certainly were yesterday. And Iowa simply couldn't keep up. I'd mentioned on Ned Talk the fact that had fears about Iowa coming back from a very physical contest less than 48 hours before that it might catch up with them because they're not a big physical team as such. And LSU is. So the fact of the matter remains, it did. It caught up with them. They were about a half a step slow on defense and and really just couldn't keep up. The uh, star player for Iowa, Caitlin Clark, player of the year, had 30 points, but she also had four fouls, and the team just simply was not very sharp. LSU was the better team. Kim Mulkey, their coach, her fourth national championship, which is nothing short of outstanding. uh, It was a very impressive performance. Can't see it right now, but I got my hand over my face. Kind of face uh, that is a little much. <laughs> I think if everyone making a big deal about it, it's a little much. We've been talking trash on basketball courts for a hundred years, so it's not like Mm-mm. the girl hadn't done that herself either. So, no, but but the the fact is that there is a taunting penalty that's called, and it was not whistled. In Speaking this game. of which, I mean, obviously this didn't come down to one call. You look at the score and you oh. say oh, they, it was all LSU, but. Your thoughts on the officiating yesterday? Well, I make it a practice never to criticize the game officials because all of them, I'm convinced, are out there trying their best. But my criticism is who chose this bunch? It was it was horrendous. The officiating in the game, they called 37 fouls in this game. It slowed the rhythm. Didn't decide, and don't get me wrong, did not decide the winner. LSU was clearly the better team. But 37 fouls, 18 on LSU, 19 on Iowa. And a couple of technicals that, a couple, one was a non-technical and the other was a technical that absolutely defied belief, in my opinion. I'm not listening to the announcers. I've got the announcer, got the audio turned down. Called a, did not call a foul on Kim Mulkey, who made contact with the official in an argument. Now, you can't do that. You can't touch that official, even if it is inadvertent, which it obviously was. You can't touch him. That's an automatic technical. Caitlin Clark, on the other hand, has the ball cradled in her arm on a timeout and flips the ball behind her back over to the sidelines. That was a technical foul. That's what on earth is she being teed up? Well, the official official must have thought that she, Clark, was showing up her the official. Well, if that's the case, if that's the interpretation, you warn that player first. Don't do that again. I'm going to call it on you next time. Because it's also a personal foul. Mm-hmm. That gave her her fourth personal foul. That was totally uncalled for. I thought they lost complete control of the game. 37 fouls slowed the rhythm. Horrendous. Just horrendous. But again, don't get me wrong, did not decide the outcome of the game. That was all LSU. They deserved to win it. Just a thought. You think that was done kind of so they could milk as much time on that game as they possibly could? Because that definitely slowed it down. It made it longer. That was the reason they played in the afternoon, because ESPN has the Sunday night uh, baseball, Mm -hmm. and they did not want that to be disrupted. So, no, I don't think they were looking to delay the game or anything like that. I just think they were 
a very poorly chosen crew of officials. Interesting. Uh, last but not least, there was some college baseball played over the weekend. Who are the winners and losers? Well, the Bears finally broke their losing Thank God. streak. Yeah, they uh, seven games. They snapped it on Friday, won again on Saturday, but did not win yesterday. Lose two to one in ten innings to Illinois State, but do take two out of three from the Redbirds at Illinois State. Return home, play a game tomorrow night at Hammondsfield playing Kansas. Missouri State, Kansas. Should be a lot of fun. Non-conference game, but the Bears need to keep right on hitting that ball. Drury played Southwest Baptist down at U.S. Ballpark in Ozark. Swept them in four games. So we do get a couple of very interesting wins in conference play. Big game tonight. (laughs) Great basketball again. Again, yesterday it was nice to see the women's title game, but tonight... The men are on the court, and you got any chocolate chips on this one? No, not going to play this one at all. Connecticut, San Diego State, nobody, or I can't say nobody, but very few would have had them in the championship game, let alone the Final Four. Connecticut is a seven-and-a-half-point favorite, and I really do think the UConn Huskies do win this thing. They're a very strong team. They're big and strong. Now, San Diego State, annually, not just this year, but annually is one of the top defensive teams in America, and they are this year as well. But I don't think they have quite the size to be able to stay up with the Connecticut, nor do I think they have the shooting. I think Connecticut's going to win this game. But having said that, I do think it'll be a pretty good ball game. Uh, the, it's defense versus offense, and I think in this case the Huskies win it. We'll see. You are right on the money in the fact that nobody, nobody could have picked this one. <laughs> nobody. But, man, if San Diego pulls us out, wow. What a, what a year. It could happen. What a year. All right. So uh, definitely know what we're watching tonight. But I did watch a little bit of baseball over the weekend. It's good to see it back in regular rotation. Um, I'll let you talk about the winners and losers. Well, the Cardinals were entertaining the Toronto Blue Jays in the opening series at Bush Stadium. And the Cardinals take two out of three. But in all three games, the Cardinals score a total of 41 hits. 22 runs on 41 hits and win two out of the three. They did not win the opener on Friday, losing 10 to 9. But this is pretty good. Uh, Car- Cardinals have their offense intact. I'm not tremendously impressed with their pitching, but hey, if it gets the wins, that's what counts. Cardinals will entertain the Atlanta Braves in St. Louis tonight. The Royals, <laughs> isn't this typical Kansas City? They have a great spring. And they've lost now their first three games of the season, all at home. Lose to the Minnesota Twins yesterday. First two games were both two to nothing. Yesterday was seven to four. The Royals finally got some offense going, but wasn't enough to stop Minnesota. So Kansas City begins the season at 0 and three, and they entertain Toronto tonight. Toronto just goes across I-70 into Kansas City to play the Royals in a four-game series. So both the Cardinals and Royals underway, and the season has a long way to go. Can't wait. Uh, And, of course, there was some racing going on on Sunday. This time, NASCAR goes to the short track. Short track in Richmond, Virginia. This first of three straight events on a short track. And Kyle Larson gets the win, as you would expect, on a three-quarters of a mile track. They had a lot of spinning and a lot of wrecks and so forth and so on. But Larson came away with the checkered flag in a heck of a race and a big crowd on hand in Richmond to see the event. So the first of three short track events, but they all count. They're all in the point standings, and it's Kyle Larson who gets the win. Ned, you have a wonderful day, and don't go racing anywhere, sir, (laughs) so I can see you tomorrow.